The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of This League, we are doing fantastic. We are doing great. We are in an amazing mood. We slept fantastic last night, probably eight, nine, ten hours. We are not great, folks. We are in a bad spot. We are in a bad, bad shape. Um, Yeah, it's a good old therapy session here for Playboy Marty. And as an extension, as someone who promised to root for the Suns all the way out when the Blazers got pushed out, uh, I am also sad. I am sad for a bunch of reasons. We're going to have a good old session with uh, therapy, good old-fashioned therapy session with Playboy Marty. I mean, his face, if you could see it. If you're watching on YouTube, it's sad. I mean, it's very dejected. Anyway, so we're talking about it. It's probably maybe one of Marty's worst days at work that he's had in a long, long time. That'd be fair. That'd be fair to say. Uh, he's, I think he's probably still still drunk. He had a lot to drink last night. Um yeah, so and Milwaukee Bucks, if you don't know, are, are NBA champions right now. Uh, something that I said on record probably six months ago would never happen as currently constructed, so I'm feeling awesome. Uh, we'll break down the game, uh, the championship, and I think that this has ripple effects for the rest of the league, and so we'll talk about those as well. All right, Marty, drop that Mickey Mouse fucking beat. I have to declare this. Suns in four actually is real now. Uh, It was a Suns loss four times in a row. Suns were out in four. You had to win four out of five games. And they, I mean, this is not going to be fun for you because I'm going to make fun of it. Uh, But it was Suns in four out. They literally, it's a new version of a gentleman sweep where you spot the other team too, and then you just sweep them after that. Fucking terrible, awful. It's bucks and six. Everybody was saying bucks and six all day, every day. Um, I mean, this is fucking awful. It's fucking awful. I'm happy for Giannis, ha- happy for Drew, just absolutely sickened and gutted. But that's it. It ends there. Fuck the rest of, eh, I don't even really want to go there. I'm just so fucking sad. I'm so fucking sad. Like, eh, everything... About this series, it was so great in the beginning, and then it just ugh, like so many things could have gone different ways, and it's just it it it's so disappointing. But I mean, Giannis, Giannis went out and earned it. Giannis went out and earned it, and I know we're gonna get there, and we're gonna get to the Giannis like throating session, which is well deserved. But yeah, I mean, he 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 just went out and took it. 
as an aside, the thing that I think is the most, I would say like, how would I put it? Sting? The sting for me, because I always think about like these guys in their lives too. Like Devin Booker is about to get on a private jet for 14 hours on Friday (laughs) with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. That Aggie fuck. And that's it. Fuck Chris Middleton. Okay, I will say fuck Chris Middleton. Fuck him. All right, can you just explain more? I just don't like him. He went to Texas A&M. He's a fucking douchebag. Fuck him. He's a fucking douchebag. He is a he, like a very comeback story guy, but I guess we're <laughs> I guess it's fuck him. Uh, not a lot of Aggies running around in the league that are any good, except for Alex Caruso. But now Devin Booker is going to have to just literally sit with these two dudes. With they might even bring the fucking Larry O'Brien Trophy with them, which would be just a fucking sting. Like. I don't even know what you do. Do you just put your headphones on and you just like fall asleep? <laughs> do you recount certain plays like, yo, you foul me here, you piece of shit. Drew Holiday in game four. That was a foul. What do you do? 14 hours. That's the most unique thing to ever happen in the yeah. NBA. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, with. I mean, yeah, this is I mean- two days removed. Right. And the Olympic, I mean, because the season was delayed, you usually have like at least like a little bit of time here. So, yeah, no, this is a very unique thing. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, Book did everything he could. It's not like Book has any regrets here. Book you know? did not play well last night. He played well the whole season. He had back-to-back 40-point games in game four, game five. And it's not like he lost the game last night. Like, Booker has... No, he did not lose. I do not want to say that he lost the no, game. No, I know. I, I know. I'm not saying that's what you were saying. But like, as far as, like, regrets go, I don't think Booker has a whole lot of them. See, personal regrets are one thing. Uh, team regrets are another. Uh, like just the energy of being with two champs. It's just you three. Just you three. Oh, it's gonna suck. No doubt it's about that. It's gonna be fucking no, trash. No, no doubt about that. And they're yeah. gonna be. You know how it is when you win. I don't know. You played sports or no? You played. What, yeah, my you play? athletic career was very short, but I did play sports. So yeah. like when you have a win, all you want to do is just like relitigate every part of the win, yeah. and that is what probably those 14 hours will be spent doing like, oh yeah, you remember that one play? Like, fuck this. If I was Booker, I'd be like, can I get my own plane? I'd like my own plane, please. Fuck. It's sad. You know, let's just back up for a second and say, how did we get to this place? Because I have to admit, it was an unlikely place for us to end up. So unlikely that I was... I staked my flag in the Milwaukee will never win a championship as currently constructed uh, universe on that planet. I was like, no, I just don't. I just don't see it. And truthfully, do you blame yourself a little bit? You know, I think it does need to be said that there is a possibility that the universe loves it when I make these declarative statements on the record, because every one of them. Because that was a very declarative. It wasn't like, like overrated jazz. It was very declarative. And the mushing, you've been here for the, all all of the takes. And like the amount of mushes that have happened are like almost 
as improbable as Chris Paul going up 2-0 four straight times and losing four straight times. Yeah, no, for sure. I just, yes. The, the, Sun, the Suns were doing pretty well before you, <laughs> before I jumped before you on hopped board. on. Yeah. yeah, I do feel slightly responsible. <laughs> I feel... I feel downright sad for the take. Like, I should have just been on the Milwaukee train, I guess. Yeah. I look like shit right now. Like, I'm looking at myself in the fucking recording. I, 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 we're, we're not doing good. We're down bad. We're down we are so bad. Down so bad. How bad are we down? We are down so bad that my coworkers saved every single Bucks take I've ever made on the podcast. On TikTok, on Twitter, bookmarked them all, every blog I've written, and had them ready to go as soon as the Bucks won it. That is how down bad. I don't know what that really means. I mean, obviously, they were thinking about it. There was a compilation video made. Yeah, I... I didn't did, spend time I, I didn't watch, watch it, it but good. I did. But I did. I mean, I just you saw its existence. My mind, my mind's been elsewhere in the last. No, I get it. Twelve hours. The, but the yeah. compilation video was like four minutes long, and it was highly produced. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, lot of views, lot of people coming for my neck on that take, and I had to apologize. I did apologize. I said it was disrespectful what I said about the Bucks. It turned out to be completely wrong. Again, kind of like the Nate McMillan take, where it's like. I didn't know that you guys were going to transform the identity of your team midway through the playoffs. But here we are. Like, you have to just stand in your truth, face the music and say, wow, I'm sorry to Bucks fans. I just can't believe Budenholzer is going to get the credit. My mind's all over the place. But like right now, I'm thinking about Budenholzer. Like, he's going to get a lifetime contract now. Like, Giannis won that championship. No one. Let's be fucking real. I mean, Middleton had some good games. Mike Budenholzer had, I don't want to say nothing. Actually, he had some I'll, borderline on, I'll borderline on saying Mike Budenholzer had like next to nothing to do with this championship. Yeah, next to nothing. I hate the that. Bobby I, I Portis, hate him. I hate him. Bobby Portis uh, embedded into the lineup was kind of a nice little call. Uh, the Pat Connaughton getting some minutes when Dante DiVincenzo went, bet, went down. Yeah, I mean, I'm hating so much. I'm hating so much. And to I our listeners, to, and, to, and to our listeners, I apologize. I'm just this is a tough day. It's a tough raw, day for your boy. It's tough a raw day. day. Can you just go through the level of emotions that you felt as the fourth quarter was winding down? Honestly, like I've sort of like like forgot how the game kind of went. I mean, what it, it was always like Suns down six. That's what it kind of feels like. It was just like that the entire quarter. And just once, yeah, with like three minutes left, it was pretty obvious. Like, okay, we're not, we're not coming back from this. And I just, I was at this bar uh, in the East Village. Why Some did g- you watch a pivotal game at a bar? What do you mean? Like where I needed to be around people. Like if, if we'd have lost and I was just like at home, like alone. You might not have come here today is what it, you're it saying. Ju- I just, that, <laughs> I was preparing myself to like be okay where a loss to happen. And like, I needed to like sort of be around people. And like, I met a friend out afterwards and it was okay. Like we, I, I mean, we made it here. We made it here. We're, we're, we're doing okay. But uh, as far as like the game went, um, yeah, it was just tough. It was just super tough. I don't have, I don't have a whole lot to expound on that. It was just, uh, 
very disappointing. And Papa Black, he was despondent. We or? talked. We talked on the phone. I called him. Uh, I was sitting on a fucking like doorstep in the East Village somewhere, <laughs> and I just I just called him. I just had to talk to him. And uh, yeah, like well, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be back. We're going to be back, uh, if not next year, the year after. That's kind of where we arrived at in our conversation. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. A Suns championship is going to happen, and uh, we're going to be there for it. So now what's strange to me is that the world is now spinning back onto its head. You know, it's funny because like, when you're the one who firm, uh, believes the opposite, and the world turns on its head against you. You're like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And that's where we're at right now with the Chris Paul. Is he going to retire? Take I have. Wait, people are saying that. Yeah. Oh. People are <laughs> asking if Chris Paul is ready to retire now. I mean, he's going to make like one hundred and twenty million more dollars. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Hey, Chris Paul, we know that this loss stings and this is your fourth straight appearance losing up to Uh but how do you feel about giving up $120 million and just riding off on into the sunset, licking your wounds in one of the most sad, uh, despondent ways as you were a part of that loss? Like, no. Like, I was like, no, no. I don't understand this. This has been said, like, by real journalists. So that's happening. I mean, I do think it's very interesting. Like, will he be back with the Suns next year? I think Yes. I right think now, yes. right now, uh, as of today, what it was the July twenty first. Like, I do think today he will be back, but I mean, I think it is a very interesting storyline. I think if you're Chris Paul and you leave when you were, what percentage would you say Chris Paul was responsible for that finals loss? 40, 30, 20, 10? You know, I'm not that type of fan, so I don't, I don't, I don't really. I say thirty. That's my gut. He actually he actually played pretty well last night. But I'm game, not talking about that. I'm talking no, about know, games four and five. Games four and five. He was very, very those bad. Are, yeah. Those are on him. And so to me, if you leave and you're Chris Paul and you were in his heart, he probably thinks he's 100% responsible because he's like that kind of guy, good guy. Then if you leave the Suns, you have abandoned them after doing them wrong. I don't think it's possible for him to leave. They're right there. They had that championship. That was theirs. They can do it again. If he can stay healthy and they can get a backup center because Dario Saric will now be out for an entire more an entire year, they're going to need to not re-sign Frank Kaminsky, who had a great game, yeah, by no, the way. Shout out Frank. He actually every <laughs> everything he did last night was positive, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Frank, Frank played pretty good. Yeah. Uh they're gonna need a backup center like now. Now. Um, but if he was to leave, that would be, I think, I would say that would be a bitch move. I mean, where does he go? Does he go to the Lakers? Like, they can't afford him. Uh, I mean, unless he just wants to take a serious pay cut. Like, that's something that I guess could happen. Um, After Giannis stabs everyone in the eye and says, this is what you do if you're a real man. You stick with your team and you don't try to form super teams. Like, if he were to go to the Lakers after that fucking speech... I don't know. I haven't watched. I mean, I know he said something like that. I uh, when we play when we play the clips later, that's going to be my yeah. first time watching this. All <laughs> right. So <laughs> let's just talk about let's just talk about the Bucks from a high level perspective. God damn it! Uh, the Bucks went pretty much all in this year. Um, yeah, they knew 
that they had a generational talent in Giannis. Giannis had not signed the Supermax. We talked about this last episode. And they decided that the number one seed was less important than testing out new wrinkles and new schemes. And that for sure paid off. They extended Drew after trading for Drew for a million pieces. And that could have been a disaster. That ended up being the right move. They chose to keep Middleton as a co-star, which I think that was under scrutiny and debate. That turned out to be a correct move. Uh, Brooke Lopez, they signed for like no money for like $12 million. Anybody in the league would love Brooke Lopez for 12. Uh, He basically changed his entire game to fit what the Milwaukee Bucks wanted him to do. Uh, he that changed fucking Disney adult, Disney adult. He is. He changed his offense. He changed his defense. At one point in the first five years of his career, he didn't shoot a single three pointer. <laughs> and now he's fucking Chris Bosch for the Miami heat. He's like five, three point attempts per game for the last three years. Then after they got drew, they decided, no, we still need some toughness. We still need some grit. And I actually really feel very strongly about this Bucks take still. I said P.J. Tucker would be fucking a massive. Nobody was talking about that. Nobody was like, oh, yeah, P.J. Tucker will be a piece. And I was like, yo, this is going to be he's going to come up huge. P.J. Tucker and Bobby Portis, they said to themselves, are going to be really integral role players in key moments. And they were at different moments in in the playoff run. Bobby Portis in the finals and PJ Tucker in the net series specifically. I mean, I mean, PJ's defense was huge, Just like huge. in this series, in too. this like, series I mean, as yeah. well. Yeah, PJ was. They got him for nothing. There was just like yeah. he was discarded, and they anyone could have had him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'm thrilled for PJ. Like I, I, I'm begrudgingly very thrilled for PJ. I mean, with Same. he was on some really bad Suns teams, like really bad. Like, like, like what years were that? That was like 2013 to 17. Something like that. He's been down bad for a long time. And he played as hard as he played in the NBA Finals for those shitty Suns teams. So, yeah, no, shout out. Shout out, PJ. Shout Shout out, out PJ. PJ wearing a quarter million dollar shoe on his feet for the last game of the finals. Shout out to PJ Tucker for beating the entire starting five of that Houston Rockets team on the way to get that championship. Trevor Ariza, Clint Capella. James Harden and finally CP3, which I think is fucking cool. Like you see that graphic and you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hadn't thought of that. Knocked all those guys off. And Pat Connaughton, who is a former Portland Trailblazer. What the fuck did he turn into? I don't know. He had eight boards last night. Eight. Who are you? He went to Notre Dame. Fuck him. Yeah, I mean, okay, colleges. We're gonna just hate colleges now too. We're hating everything today. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was sick. He was making every three too. It seemed like I wonder. I wonder what he shot from three from the series. I think he had the most threes out of any player on both teams. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Budenholzer made a couple. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't a deterrent to success. We'll just say that. Oh, no, 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 no. He did not deter success. He did not spoil it. He was not great. He's not, like, going to win Coach of the Year anytime soon, even though he's a two-time Coach of the Year. He's won it twice. He's won it twice. (laughs) He shouldn't have won it. Yeah. I mean, they learned. And also, they got out their horrible half-court team. Half-court teams usually, like, are the winners of these 
NBA playoffs, like the best half court teams usually succeed. And they were like, no, no, fuck you. We're going to just get out and transition anyway. Yeah. But, but I mean, that was the, that that was the Drew Holiday edition that helped them like do that. I mean, Kelly, when you compare him to how that offense ran with Eric Bledsoe, yeah. God, Eric Bledsoe was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and now we get into the portion of the show where it's the Giannis filleting. Uh, it's the Giannis filleting portion. I'm actually more excited for this part because Giannis 50 points, 14 rebounds and six blocks. Probably. I don't know of a better performance there. I think this is probably going to go down as the best game performance in the finals ever to clinch. Maybe. To clinch. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, I mean, he went out and just grabbed it like he was so I don't even know the exact way to say it. I mean, he was just so fucking awesome. He like, turned into Damian Lillard from the free throw line. He was that too. God 17, damn it. 17 for 19 from the free throw line. He was like, what, 30 percent during the playoffs or something like that? 27 percent. I, I don't know. I, I know. I know he was sub. I think he was like right around 50 for the finals going into the yeah, game. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, just so he was if he would have gone, we'll call it nine for 19. You win that game. Probably. I mean, unless I, they get those rebounds. Right, and like, da, 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 yeah, da, da. yeah, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to necessarily say like we win, but like but like I mean, you're much more but, in it. But for like sure. I said, like in the second half, it, it kind of felt like the whole time we were like down like five, six, seven, yep. like something like that. And then instead if, of it, one or two, right, if that turns into one or two, then it, yeah, it's yeah. a whole different ball game. Yeah. Also, he just did everything. He just—he was awesome. He was did, awesome. I mean, it was the most skilled looking I've seen him. Somebody wrote this the other uh, this morning, which I thought was really funny, and also like I felt personally attacked by. And it was like Giannis has no bag for all those trophies, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, Finals MVP, fucking just carry him with both hands. You don't need that bag. Yeah, he's the. Um, he's. I saw a tweet today. He's like one of nine players. To be a two-time MVP and a Finals MVP, and uh, he's he joins Tim Duncan and Kareem as the only players to do it before turning twenty-seven, something like that. What an int- intriguing cherry-picked stats that twenty-seven was the number. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah. like, yeah, seven. I mean, just still good company. Also, okay, so he does it all. Also, apparently, he was getting IV treatment after games five and games four. He was just like so dehydrated and fucked up that he got the Chris Evans fucking Captain America treatment, getting like injected with who knows what juice to get himself back. I mean, did he have COVID? Because his brother had COVID. Is it possible that this is a COVID (laughs) championship? (laughs) I don't know. It is... I, I'm so happy for him as a human being. I am too. Um, some of the things that he said in the postgame presser probably makes me more in, in, happy for him. Uh, he said, one, I could go to a super team and just to do my part to win a championship, but this is the hard way to do it. Let's play how he said it, because the way he said it, Marty, was fucking aggressive. You know, obviously, I, want, I wanted to get the job done. You know, uh, they, but that's my stubborn side. Like, it's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. I could go, I, I don't put anybody in the spot, but I could go to a super team 
and you know just do my part and win a championship still one but this is the hard way to do it and this is the way and we did it we did it we did it man jim on the front right <clears throat> good for him we fucking did it he said good we for did him. it Yes. God damn. I mean, I hate watching that. I hate watching that because, like, I'm just looking at this trophy and, like, that could have been, like, my trophy. But, I mean, the sentiment behind that statement is fucking awesome. Like, fuck yeah. And fuck there's yeah, something Giannis. we'll talk about after we kind of fillet Giannis because I think that this this shows a lot and it puts a lot of people and teams and philosophies on notice. Uh, he also said... Don't let people tell you what you can't be or what you cannot do. People told me I can't make free throws. I made my free throws tonight and I'm a freaking champion. He went from Greek freak to we should now call him a Greek god. He is a Greek god now. Well, a Nigerian god, a Nigerian (laughs) prince, a Nigerian god and king. I don't know. Apollo. 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 It is unreal. And then on top of that, he's now at at fucking Chick-fil-A at like 11 in the morning on IG Live. That's what he did. Ordering a 50-piece nugget to commemorate his 50-piece in the fucking game six. God damn it. if you want it, exactly. You just love him, don't you? I like it so much. You just like it so much. And no, but what you'll love is this. He orders a Sprite Lemonade. With no ice. Think about that for a second. That shows you. What this tells me is as someone who grew up dirt fucking poor, you want to get every bit of that cup filled with drink. And you also order like another cup of ice so that you can get as much as you possibly can. He orders it. No ice. He's making $40 million a year and he gets it with no ice. That's my fucking guy. That's my guy. Like, how is he not hung over? I don't I'm so know. Hungover. Actually, I'm not even hung over yet. The hangover is like going to come in like an hour or two. Like, ugh. yeah, you're still drunk. I can smell the alcohol on you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with him. He's probably just feeling great. He probably never went to sleep. He probably is probably just not. rocking yeah. out and headed to Chick-fil-A on his way home. Do uh, we think Giannis parties? Yes. Yeah, I think yes. he does. Yes. I do. This I don't think it's like I, I don't think it's like crazy. Nah. But I think it's fun. Yeah. He's so fun. Uh there also were they uh there also was a um Emmanuel Acho. So I think you could probably say solidly right now that Giannis from a likability standpoint, from his athletic standpoint, from his story, and on and on and on, the resiliency, the ability to leave, didn't leave, etc. I mean, is Giannis now the face of the league moving forward? Possibly. I mean, he's a big, big part of it. No doubt about that. I mean, this the, 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 could the, he be the face of the NBA? Like post post LeBron? Yeah, yep. maybe. Yeah. All right. So Emmanuel Acho has things to say on that. Click it. Why can Giannis not be the face of the NBA? Because the face of the NBA must be relatable. Mm. LeBron James. We know mm. LeBron James' mama. We know his mama name. We know his wife. Oh yeah, because LeBron name. James is so relatable. We know the characters' names Very. from the Space Jam. We know all them cats. 
Kobe, Look at the you. late, great Kobe mm, Bryant. Respect. We knew Kobe Bryant. We knew his upbringing. We knew why he knew so many different languages. We played at Lower Marion High School. We knew his high school jersey number. We knew he repped the 3 What are we doing? We, from mm. PA. we knew all that. Mm. Marty's but face. We knew about Magic Johnson. Know about Michigan State Magic Johnson. Know about the college mm. upbringing. Know oh, about Marty's the legacy Larry Bird, the face in the 80s as well. Mm. Know about the great so Larry because he Bird. didn't play college, college basketball. basketball. <laughs> Go back to college. We know about that. Know about the upbringing. We've seen the documentaries. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Stop playing. We know about Mike. We know. We know everything there is to know about Mike. We know about the tragedy. We know about all that. We also know about the tragedies that he had to face, that he had to overcome. The tragedy with his father. Marty's face says it all. We know Giannis's mom name. I do. What's her name? Veronica. Veronica. Yes. Not. That's her. No. No. See, that's the problem. You can't relate to something if you keep trying to help you stop. I hate when people say like, "Where you from?" You say it's somewhere small. No. I was like, "Food." No. He said this yesterday. The problem. Which is why Giannis can't be the face. What? Because Giannis goes through what I go to. People always ask me because he's foreign. I got to ask because he's Nigerian. Hey, Acho, where you from? I said Dallas, Texas. He was Nigerian. He said, "No, where you from?" I said, oh, oh. Isukoto Abia State. He's like a hand. I was like, oh, see, I didn't know what you meant. Uh. There's so many hoops and obstacles uh. that we have to jump through. This is through so in bad. Order to yeah. make Giannis the face. Okay. And I no. just think, if we're being honest, we're too lazy to jump through him. That's a no for me. Giannis is definitely a relatable story. I mean, he just said, fuck you, you're foreign. He's that was, foreign. That, uh, Acho is? Acho is Nigerian talking about how impossible it is to be relatable when fucking Emmanuel Acho was, by the way, on Oprah's show, has a book, fucking hosted The Bachelor. Shut the fuck up, Emmanuel Acho. Yeah, that was, uh, that was very cringe. Very, very cringe. I hated that. Listen, you're just wrong you just needed a take you just needed a take and found a take yeah no, that's what that, that was that i just sucked. got mad i didn't even think i was gonna get mad about that but then i started thinking like emmanuel acho is everywhere right now emmanuel acho is doing buick commercials and like recounting his tony robbins speech to himself as he's walking through a fucking parking lot looking at a mirror and then stepping on stage to have uncomfortable conversations with a black man <laughs> And I don't get it. Like you were a disappointing NFL player. Like why the- you were no yeah, one. Right, yeah. And you are this. Giannis was a kid who came from fucking nothing. His mom and his brothers were selling shit out on the placa of Greece. Like, by the way, those people are fucking annoying. I lived in Greece for college for six months. Yeah. You'd go to the placa and they'd be Give me this. Give me this. Your eyes. Your eyes are like putting stuff on you. They're trying to get you to buy everything. CDs, uh, sunglasses, T-shirts, shoes, jewelry, everything. Mm-hmm. And they're everywhere. The dog eat dial a dog nature of selling shit on the placa in Athens, Greece is wild. <laughs> he didn't have enough food to eat. He didn't know where he was going to get his meals when he came into Milwaukee. He ran to sell and give money back to his family. Didn't have enough money. He had to run to the facility on a game day and then catch a random ride from a stranger. Like he was skinny and six feet tall. And his only dream was just to make it to the NBA. And now he's now he's this. That's not relatable to you. Yeah, like I, I just a, I mean, the, he's like, like, yeah, like, I who, can't relate. Who's who, who's the face? I mean, like, there's a lot of faces of every league, like to me. So, like, I don't, I don't really understand, like, why that was like a basis to like form a take, and then to just be 
that off base on it. I mean, like, yeah. oh yeah, LeBron James, super relatable. Right. Like, what's <laughs> fucking relatable about him? He's a fucking freak that just like all he did was work out from ages like 12 to 18. Oh yeah, Kobe Bryant, like, super relatable. The guy that like hates all of his teammates because no one has the type of work ethic that he has. Yeah, super relatable. And, just, Kobe and, when, Bryant. and when he's not working out, he's reading books. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, what a yeah, terrible relatability take. is such, is so like not an aspect of it. At all. And it's like, like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry, super relatable, like child of a basketball star, yeah, like, like Del who, Curry. Who relates to their sports heroes? I mean, I, I think like, we I get finessed into thinking that they're relatable. Maybe. But remember that chick that got canceled. She's like, it's my goal to not be relatable. Like, I forget what the girl that wrote that <laughs> book, Girl, Wash Your Face or whatever. <laughs> anyway, I mean, what an amazingly bad take. I don't understand. If, if Emmanuel Acho worked at Barstool, he would be getting demolished for that take he right just, now. He, uh, he wouldn't he would be able to in. come to work. He would not fit in here. <laughs> he would not be able to come to work. Um, geez. So, yeah, that's... um. That's the story of Giannis. The story of Chris Paul is about the opposite of that. A man who is just desperately trying to get it done. You know, the thing that's the worst part to me, it's like the Devin Booker story, him getting on the plane. Like Chris Paul is in the middle of writing a book about his legacy right now. (laughs) Do you just wait on it? Do you just wait on it? Wait for the next like chapter. Yeah, I don't don't, Ah, don't know. Man, him and Wilbon are writing a book right now. Do you think he leaves? I honestly think it's a very interesting. Where would he go? Portland? Lakers. Portland would be nice. That would make me (laughs) happy. Him and Dame. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a 93% chance of winning when you go up 2-0. 93%. That's what it is. Fuck. Teams in the finals 2-0 have won the title 86% of the time. He's the only player in NBA history to have lost four playoff series being up 2-0. So 93, I'm not like, don't have the calculator nearby, but you talk about the exponential probability of something that you get 7% of the time happening four consecutive straight times. It's got to be close to zero. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you like multiply the percentages. Correct. That's how you get it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, God, fuck. 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 I can't believe we lost. I'm sad, too. I'm sad. I'm sad. And I feel bad for them. A lot of young guys on that Suns team. Yeah. Except for Chris. Right there at at, uh, the door of success. Not a lot of things to be funny about today, honestly. Not a very funny podcast episode. But hey, it's the end. It's the end. You know what might be funny is Trista quarantining for 14 14 days (laughs) in Tokyo when she's only supposed to be there for seven. TBD on whether I'm actually going to go. Gotta figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, One of the guys that was watching the game with last night, he was just like, I'm just going to go to work. And all I'm going to do is work tomorrow. I'm just going to like completely suffocate myself with work. So I'm like, I'm not thinking about this. I was like, well, my work is talking, talking about, about the game. this. So like, yeah, that's kind of not an option for I me. I thought so. about you a lot last night. <laughs> I thought about like, is there anyone who's going to have a worse work day tomorrow <laughs> than Marty besides the Phoenix Suns? Like besides the Phoenix Suns and Palmer, your brother. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. He's having a worse day than me. So if anyone that doesn't know, my brother uh, is uh, in the uh, PR department for the Sun. So he literally, and he makes, he clips. So he basically clips go- all the sad moments. He goes and like reads everything about the Suns, clips it, sends it in like a big email, like organization wide. So he literally has to go like read everything about it today. So thoughts and prayers uh, to my brother Palmer. Thoughts and prayers. So what does this Bucks title mean for the rest of the NBA? It means that small market teams are on fucking notice. Yeah. They no, are yeah, yeah. on notice. And I'm thrilled for them. I'm 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 thrilled for the Bucks. As like a like small market like team fan, like that's it's it, it's awesome for them. Like like shout out. If you've made it through this whole podcast and you're a Bucks fan, shout out to you. Congratulations. Good for you. Good because for you. I dated a guy. I dated a guy uh from Lebanon. And he was not into sports at all, but he wanted a team to root for. And he was like looking through all the logos like a girl would do that doesn't know sports. Basically look like finding a team Uh based on the logo alone. And he's like, I like that deer. I like that little deer logo. That's a cute ass logo. It's a cool logo. And I was like, they'll you should never root for them (laughs) because this is like 2011, 2010. So like the old, the old logo. Yeah. And he's like. Like the old school, like purple deer, little tiny deer logo. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, it's a great logo, but like they're never going to be good. So if you choose a team, don't willingly choose them. He's like, how are my bucks doing? Every time I would talk to him, even after we broke up, how are my bucks doing? And I'm like, they're not doing great. They suck. <laughs> right. And that was from 2010 to what, like 2015, maybe. Oh, that's a while. 2010, 2015, that he was like, how are my Bucks doing? And when they won last night, I was like, I wonder if he knows that the Bucks became a powerhouse and like they won it all. I hope not. I hope not. Fuck him. He sucks. He's like a terrible person. So you can win in a small market if you're patient and you strike when the iron is hot. And that means to me that the Portland Trailblazers and Dame are on notice, that the Denver Nuggets and Jokic are in, on notice, and the Utah Jazz and Spider are on notice. You have three perennial talents, three guys who need help right now. I think the Nuggets are close-ish, but the Jazz are not close and the Blazers are not close. And that shows you that the Bucks didn't need to do anything. They could have said, like, Giannis was nobody. He's a fucking no one when we drafted him. He's turned into a beast, into a god. And you know what? He said he's loyal, so we're going to do what we can on the round the margins and fuck him. No, Minnesota. No, Sacramento. If you have Carl Anthony Towns and DeAndre, De'Aaron Fo- Fox, like, do something. Stop doing nothing. Like, put your fucking balls on the table, put your chips in the middle, and fucking try to win right now, and not when they're... 29 or 31 when they're like disgruntled and grizzled and tired of it. Like be a good boyfriend right now, (laughs) right fucking now. That's you, Neil Olshay. Like Damian Lillard as an aside, we don't have much time. People are like going to come in and need this podcast room. But he said as an aside, Damian Lillard, like to say that we are just a coach away from being a championship team is a ridiculous statement. If you look at our roster and you say we're a championship roster, we are not. We are not even close to that. So the Bucks took advantage. They got past a bunch of injuries. Kyrie's injury, Trey Young's injury. And it also, I think, puts uh, the pressure squarely on this Philadelphia 76ers. 
uh, you now see that the Bucks did what they did for Giannis, and you have a similar talent in Joel Embiid, who is more injury prone yeah, and yeah. needs somebody to be around him fucking ASAP. So Daryl Morey, because the Bucks aren't going anywhere and the Nets aren't going anywhere, and the Hawks are on the rise. So do something like now, and and the Miami Heat will be back among. The teams. And now the Celtics are maybe on the rise with Ime Udo, Udoka. The Hornets are on the rise. Like the East is now, I know, the East is now stacked. I'm not saying that they're going to no, lose I, the Hornets, but like they're actually making moves. And the Sixers just don't seem. Also, I would love the Hornets to just come and like rail that. off like Me three too. straight. That'd Me be too. so fucking, be funny. So fucking sick. Yeah. Also, the fact that Giannis did what he did on Ben Simmons' birthday. Also very funny. Very, very funny. So, yeah, I think I that knew the that books, was a bad omen. It was a bad when omen. When I saw that it was Ben Simmons' birthday, I was like, this isn't good. This is not good. Yeah. Scott Foster also, by the way, and Tony Brothers had nothing to do with the game. Like, they yeah. were not relevant yeah. in any we, in any way. Actually, they were probably more relevant if I was a Bucks fan. I texted my friend. If I was a Bucks fan right now, truthfully, I'd be furious. Because there were some calls that were going for the Suns that were kind of bullshit. I would have to go and watch it think again. more about it. You got to watch the tape. <laughs> Marty's got to go back and watch the film. Uh, yeah, I will not be watching that game ever again in my life. I, 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 I will promise you that. So, yeah, if you find a generational talent like Giannis, build around him. Take chances, even if they don't pan out, because then at least they know you're trying. Everyone also, I think, means now it means that they're going to want a player like Giannis. So what does that mean around someone like Jonathan Kaminga? Could he move up? Could a team say, yo, if we're patient, this guy's 18. He's kind of Giannis-esque. Maybe we can, if we we have the right training staff and the right organization, maybe we could build him into the next thing. So I think guys that are these like super freaky, wiry, athletic forwards may end up being more valuable than guards in some ways. Yeah, and young because I mean, Giannis. I mean, what was he? I mean, he was eighteen when he got drafted. He grew like three inches after he got drafted, and another forty pounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, yeah, I think now that means that. That's a new mold. Every time there's like something freakish that happens, the whole entire league tries to copy it, which is very hard and very, you know, sort of silly to do. But I think that means that if you see someone who could be, yeah. that's probably what they thought in James Wiseman, but that's just a no. Well, we did it with Dragon Bender the year after Porzingis got drafted. Yeah, so, yeah. that was doesn't not always, smart. Doesn't always work. No, yeah. doesn't always work. That just goes to show you. Fuck Dragon Bender. God damn it. That just put me in the like the worst mood ever. You want to just end it, then? You just want to end it? We Let's could, just end, we it. end it. Let's just end it. Yeah. Also, also, just one more thing about Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> this guy, Derek Bodner, made a great point. He said, too many people think Ben Simmons can be Giannis. He can't. Not even if he had the same mentality as Giannis. Simmons has never had the touch, the length, the body control, or the strength at the basket that Giannis has. Expecting Simmons to develop into Giannis distracts from the potential of real progress he could have, should have made. Simmons and Giannis share similar weaknesses, but not similar strengths at all. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like, like, okay, yeah, they're not the best shooters, but A, like Giannis, way better shooter. Much it, better in shooter. Gen- in general, like they they share weaknesses, but one one of them, it's a debilitating weakness. The other figures out a way around and it. Giannis and Giannis actually wants to shoot. And Giannis is fucking like six. I mean, I know Ben is like big too. He's like 6'10", but like Giannis can just, 
around the basket, he can do things that Ben Simmons yet could never dream of doing. Never and I, dream and, and of I'm not a huge like Simmons like hater. hater. I mean, I mean, LSU, like my guy, even though he doesn't rep LSU as hard as he should. But he yeah. doesn't rep anything as hard as he should, except for girls that live <laughs> overseas. And then he goes to Wimbledon with anyway. That's enough time. Uh, congratulations. Just finally, congratulations to the Bucks. Congratulations to Bucks fans. I'm sorry I said mean things. I'm sorry I disrespected you. Uh, there's no, there's not, um, I can't rule out that I won't do it again next year. Like, I can't rule it out. I was thinking about that this morning when I woke up, like, you know, I'll never disrespect the Bucks again. And I'm like, you know, I just don't know if that's true. That's a roller coaster ride. The Bucks are, you know, so who knows? Maybe it was lightning in a bottle. Maybe you have a perennial dynasty. I don't know. But in the meantime, please subscribe to us. Please rate. Please review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, I think we have some championship merch on sale. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Barstool sport Store, I'm a company woman, so I got to push <laughs> right. it. Yeah, no, go buy it. Go, go buy, buy it. it. Yeah, at least buy it. Yeah. Just don't wear it. Don't wear it around <laughs> us. Go uh, follow us at, at This League and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, Twitter, all the places. And instead of my fucking mentions, if you have something toxic to say, because I'm going to block you in three seconds, you're going to have to create a burner and then you're going to say more toxic things. And I'm going to block you every fucking time. So just stay out of my mentions with toxicity. Thank you for listening and tune in Monday evening for the next off-season episode where we talk about the NBA draft. It's draft season, baby, on This League. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. Skirt, skirt on them. Stay in your lane, penny lane, a skirt, skirt on them.